Hi everyone, welcome back to Physique Science Radio. I'm your host, Lane Norton. And I'm Sohi Lee. And we're actually doing this episode live, so we have a special edition of Physique Science Radio for you guys. We're at, Sohi is actually here in Tampa, so we're excited to have her. Sohi, so what exactly are you doing in town? I'm just hanging out. My uh, Well, to be honest, my fiancé is out of town right now. He's um, an infantry officer in the Army, and he's away for some Army training for about 10 days, and I figured... When he's gone, I might as well take advantage of the time to, to, to see some friends while I can and work on some, some business projects. So that's why I'm here. I drove down. I'm only five hours away, and I'll be heading back later this afternoon to Savannah, where, I, where we live. But it's been fun. <laughs> yeah, we, uh, you actually picked the worst possible week to do it for us. I know, <laughs> I know. My wife and I just bought a house, and we're, we're moving. So not moving out of Tampa, but just moving to a different place. So things have been crazy for us. And then uh, also more craziness going on. So released the ebook last mm-hmm. week, and um, you know I know you've done a couple ebooks now. So how did you feel about this one? This was on reverse dieting, which we you know yeah. we talked about in the show. Yeah. Um, so far, feedback seems to be really good from people. Uh, talk about so give, give a chance to you know take five minutes, brag on your ebook, and uh, and tell uh, tell the customers you know what or potential customers what it's about and uh, who it would be for. Right. Well, the reverse dieting ebook has it was it's a project that's been in the works for a number of months now. I actually started working on it working on it in back in February, and uh, on and off here and then. In the last two months, I really ramped it up to to get it finished, and it's finally come to fruition now. And it's on the shelves, so to speak, um, for sale now. And we've got really good response on it. Um, to you know, we, it comes with a reverse dieting manual. Uh, six-week training program, conditioning workouts, a complimentary copy of my uh, How to Count Macros ebook, and we're also providing exclusive membership to a closed Facebook group uh, where you'll have access to myself and Lane to ask questions and support each other. That's been going really well. It's been really fun to follow everyone's progress. And uh, on top of that, we also had a live Q&A webinar that we hosted last Friday for all customers, so they got to listen and ask their questions, and yeah, then that was fun. Mm-hmm, and then we're gonna we're gonna post a replay of that for all future customers too who missed out on that. Um, as far as the uh, our target audience, I would say that if you feel that you are are comfortable with reverse dieting already, you know what it is, you know who it's for, you know how to manipulate numbers and whatnot, then maybe you don't need this product. But if you feel like maybe you know, you're know you feeling really overwhelmed with everything and you're not really sure where to start, you don't even know what reverse dieting is, then then I would recommend uh, getting your hands on this book and, and taking the time to really learn everything. And keep in mind that the, the, you know, the price of the value is a is a reflection of not just the manual, but also the the training program and the conditioning workouts and the Facebook group and everything that we threw in there. So, yeah. um, I think you know, I think it came out great. I'm really happy with it, and I hope so. You know, for those of you who have purchased it already, uh, you you've learned a thing or two and are making good progress on your re- reverse dieting journeys. Yeah, I mean, overall, I think the feedback has been really, really positive. I mean, you're, you're never going to make everybody happy. Uh, you know what I yeah. mean? And uh, candidly, you know, it is a little bit more expensive than some of the other eBooks out there. In fact, a lot of them, but. Um, at the same time, you know, it's always interesting. Um, I'll be honest, like I don't put prices on a lot of my stuff. I do like my camps and, and like even my prices for clients out there just because, uh, I know I'm expensive and, and that sort of thing. And, but I, I've never, you know, with regard to our camps, we've never had people come and say they didn't get value out of it. Um, but you'll always get people with kind of that entitled mentality. You know what well, I mean? Where yeah, it's, especially it's on the internet. Yeah, exactly. Like, well, how, how dare you charge this much? It's like, well, bro, you ain't going to buy it. <laughs> Nobody's got a gun no to your head. You. I'm not the government making yeah. you pay taxes, you know. But, I mean, people have asked us, well, what if I already feel comfortable with reverse dieting and I feel like I've learned enough through the video logs and podcasts? Well, then by all means, don't buy it. You know, that's awesome. You know, congratulations. I'm glad that I'm glad that the free information has been enough. But, you know, with this ebook, we really, if you're kind of on the fence about it, you know, you're, you, you understand the concept, maybe not how to implement it. You know, we really tried to, um, you know, kind of answer every question that was out there about reverse dieting. I know Sohi and I were on the phone for hours, uh, you know, kind of going back and forth with what, you know, what are popular questions, what what are some things that may not be clear, that sort of thing. And even then, obviously, we'll never get to all of them, but that's why we have the Facebook group now. So people will come up with ideas and questions and that sort of thing. And so we'll be able to get those answered. And, and hopefully, what would be really cool is we'll get to see other people are kind of unbiased from you know our touch in, in terms of clients and that sort of thing, and get to see how they respond. So I'm really excited about that. 
and uh, great work because I know how hard you worked on it. And, uh, you know, I'm very happy. And also what's cool is through the kind of ebook you've seen the synergy with, with this podcast. So a lot of people right. either find out about the ebook from the podcast or, you know, they say, I love the podcast. The podcast is really complimented, you know, what I'm doing, that sort of thing. And, uh, you know, so a quick, quick shilling moment. We want to take a minute to, you know, thank our sponsors because they've been great. Uh, Quest Nutrition, Paul Ravella, Pro Physique, MyOatmeal.com. Uh, all of them have been have been awesome, and then uh, we we may have some even some more sponsors coming on uh, in the future, some some great ones. So we really appreciate that. Um, they've been phenomenal. Actually, when I was out in I was out in Vegas for the Mr. Olympia contest, I went out uh, myoatmill.com had a dinner at Fogo de Chao, and uh, they they took like 50 people in like a stretch like limousine and stuff. I didn't ride the limousine because it meant I'd have to be out later, and you know. The dinner was already starting at 9.30, so my bedtime, which is 12, which is midnight, you know, East Coast time. So I drove my own car because I was going to have to go to bed. But um, it was very nice because I saw the limo drive up to the restaurant to meet us. But it was a lot of fun. Uh, Anthony's fiance, really great people uh, that own myoutmill.com. So, uh, again, that's one of those sites that is so, you know, there's so many things in the fitness industry. They're kind of just repetitive over and over and over. And I really think, like, myoutmill.com is a – is a really novel concept. Uh, if you hate oatmeal, obviously you may not want to check it out, but if you like oatmeal, <laughs> definitely check it out. Uh, so this week we wanted to do kind of switch gears and, um, you know, we're going to talk, you know, training and nutrition a little bit in this episode, but I, we wanted to talk about kind of coaching in, in fitness. And a lot of people ask us about, Hey, how do I break into becoming a coach? Uh, what do I do? How do I get into it? What makes a good coach? All these sort of things. So, uh, this episode, we're just going to kind of talk about our experiences in the industry, how we got into it, and also we're going to have our, our friend Paul Ravello, one of our, our sponsors, but it's very cool to see Paul because he does not come from a, a fitness background. Uh, he had a totally different job, so it's going to be interesting to hear uh, how he got into it, but uh, before we do that, we're going we're gonna to take a quick break, and we're going to get a, a word from our sponsors, and then when we come back, we'll talk about breaking into the fitness industry, um, you know, ethics, what we think makes a good coach, how you can become better and how you can get better at it. And uh, even as a client, how do you, how are, what's, how do you be a good client? Like, what's a good way? I, I, I've gotten, that was a great question I got one time. Somebody said, how do I, how do I be a good client? Excellent question. So we'll answer all that stuff when we come back. You're listening to Physique Science Radio. Hey guys, Lane here. Well, you all know how much I love variety in my diet. I can't stand eating the same bland food every single day. That's why I love www.myoatmeal.com. It's an amazing website where you can go and customize oatmeal. I know, I know, I know. Why would I want to go customize oatmeal? I can eat it right out of the bag. Well, let me tell you why. Myoatmeal.com has 22 billion combinations of flavors and ingredients. You heard me right, 22 billion combinations. Whether you're picking out a pre-made blend or making your own customized blend, they have all kinds of flavors. Want red velvet cake? No problem. Snickerdoodle? You can make it happen. Butter rum? Oh yeah. Cheesecake? You can get it done. And you have all kinds of additives you can add. Apples, raisins, pears, nuts, all kinds of seeds, and you can sweeten it any way you want. Need to eat gluten-free? No problem. They've got it. The best part of it all? The macros are listed as you're customizing your blend, and they change depending on which ingredients you add. Eating a little bit lower carb? No problem. Choose ingredients that make your carb count lower. Need more protein? Add higher protein ingredients. You can customize your blend to make it almost any breakdown that you want. And the prices and macros change as you change your blend. So go on over to www.myoatmeal.com and check out some of the blends that have already been made. Or be adventurous and make your own. That's myoatmeal.com. Check it out, guys. Hey, guys. One of the things that's always on my mind is how can I give back to the industry that has done so much for me? 
That's why we formed the BioLane Foundation. The BioLane Foundation is a philanthropic initiative to raise money for grad school level research that is going to contribute to the fitness industry. And 100% of all your donations will be paid out to students. If you'd like to donate, you can go to BioLane.com, click on the About tab, and click on BioLane Foundation, and you can put your donation in through there. Or, if you're a student and you'd like to apply for a grant, go to BioLane.com, click the About tab, BioLane Foundation, and you can find the applications online there. Thank you guys so much, and I'm looking forward to all the great research that comes from these donations. And we're back with Physique Science Radio. And today we're talking about coaching in the fitness industry and how to get into being coaching. And uh, we have our friend Paul Ravella joining us. Paul, say hi. Hi, guys. <laughs> we're actually in Paul's house right now. We're, we're all, at his home office. Yes, we're in Paul's home <laughs> office right now recording this. So Paul, Paul's a little bit late joining us because he was unloading groceries. <laughs> the, the, the perils of working from home. Although I know those feelings. The real life. <laughs> Exactly, exactly. So, Sohi, why don't you talk about a little bit about how you got into working in the fitness industry? Because I think I kind of we kind of started together right around the beginning of your coaching. I think you've been doing it for a little, for a little while, bit, right? But, uh, but I've definitely seen you kind of evolve how you do things, and you seem to have gotten to a point where you're pretty efficient with things. So, I'm I'm interested to hear how did you get into it? What do you think made it something you wanted to do? And what do you think makes you good at it? <laughs> okay. It's okay to brag. It's okay to brag. Lots of questions. All right. So um, I guess I, I first got started in the fitness industry um, as far as, you know, working with online coaches and whatnot six years ago. Uh, worked with my first coach. And since then, I've, I've worked with, I don't know, I'd say about 10 different online coaches wow. since then. And um, not because I didn't like them or anything, but, you know, different times of my life and different needs and whatnot. And, uh, you know, with each coach that I work with, I notice they all have a different, you know, a, sp- a specific personality, a specific way of handling their clients and treating their clients and handling um, bi-weeklies and organizing uh, data and whatnot. And um, and this is, this is about the time, you know, a couple of years later, I was in college, I quit pre-med, and I was trying to find what I wanted to do, and I figured by the time my senior year rolled around, I, I realized that I, I did want to work in the fitness industry. Um, I didn't know specifically what I wanted to do. I just knew that, that you know, I found myself procrastinating in class, uh, reading other people's fitness blogs and whatnot. So I <laughs> knew that if, that if that was happening, I might as well maybe try to make a career. Trolling Facebook? Yeah, how to <laughs> you know, and following a, um, a lot of other entrepreneurs. And I said, well, I want to be like them. How do I be like them? And so I started in, uh, I would say, my senior year, second semester, which was 2012. So two and a half years ago, I uh, started my blog. It was SoHealyFitness.com at the time. Uh, now it's so he fit, and uh, I started writing. And at the same time, I just said, "Hey, I'm taking on some online clients," and I really didn't know how I was gonna do it. I just knew that how 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 my previous coaches had done things before, and I said, "Okay, well, I'm gonna use that as a as a model as a starting point, and and then go from there." So, so you when you were working with coaches before, were you kind of making note, or maybe subconsciously or consciously, mm-hmm. of what you did like and what you didn't like, yep. that sort of thing, yep. and so you kind of model those, right? And I would, you know, every time I received a new training program or a new nutrition program, I would study everything that I received, and I would study the the exercises, the you know, the, the movements. I said, okay, why is why are they doing it this way? Why this? Why that? And when I let's say I'm dieting, why would they uh, change my my calories or my macros in this way? And uh, over time, I really became, I really you know started to understand how and why they did certain things, and I was able to apply that to my first clients. Granted, I didn't really have very many in the beginning. Obviously, I had maybe one or two a month if I was lucky, and um, I was a full-time student, so it's not like I could really afford to take on a full load, but uh, it, it was enough to to make uh, enough mistakes and, and uh, improve improve you know with from client after client after client and improve my training programs, improve the way that I interact with clients. So um, I... I Feel like I've gotten to the point now where you know, fast forward two and a half years later, I this is obviously the one of the main things that I do with with my career now is is online coaching, and I I feel like I'm you know start really starting to, to find my groove with my branding and my personality and learning what clients do and do not want when you're coaching them and what they need, um, and things like you know if you don't hear from them for two weeks maybe you know instead of assuming that everything is fine and they're just blowing you off maybe follow up with them because maybe they're struggling with hmm. i don't know binge eating and they're really ashamed to reach out to you and maybe they're just looking for for someone who who cares about them and they need to know that you are that person 
So even those little things I've had to learn over the past, even just the past year, I've learned a lot. Yeah, certainly trial by fire. And, and that's interesting because you've worked with, you know, like you said, like 10 different people. Right. I had, Well, I won't say I never worked with anybody. I did work with Dr. Joe for brief periods of time, uh, peaking for competitions mm-hmm. and that sort of thing. And, uh, you know, so I, I kind of, all I knew was that, you know. Um, when I got into it, I'll talk a little bit more about that later, but I, I basically had to learn kind of everything just by making all the mistakes you can possibly mm-hmm. make. Um, but I, I think that's important. You talked about mistakes, and you, you've been in you said, for two and a half years, mm-hmm. that sort of thing. Um, now, you were also training people in person, right? Yes. Right. So, But you pretty much are all online now, correct? Uh, for the most part. I do have a garage gym. I'll train one or two friends here and there, but nothing, nothing you know, no, nothing formal, nothing super regular. Um, but I, I do, I do kind of want to get back into it. But I've just, you know, mm. just recently moved to Savannah. So, so if you're in the Savannah area, <laughs> <laughs> shoot me an email. <laughs> shoot, shoot her an email, exactly. Yeah, that's that's interesting. Um, I, I kind of got into it, and like you said, you, it kind of is a trial by fire because even, even you don't know. It, there is no guidebook for how no. for how to do this sort of thing. And I think it's probably the same in a lot of sports where, uh, you know, you, you're going to see how people have done it before you and you're going to take your own spin on things. Mm-hmm. And, but I always tell people a lot of coaching is, is managing personalities. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Like um, you can have all the knowledge in the world, but if you don't know how to manage personalities, it's going to be very, very difficult. Like you said, somebody doesn't get in contact with you or, you know, what I noticed like in that situation, somebody may be like super regular with updating you. You know what I mean? Uh, and then all of a sudden, boom, stops for three weeks. You don't hear anything. Yeah. Well, is it likely they're just blowing you off? I would say probably not. You know what I mean? Because, you know, sometimes I'll have people say, hey, I'm going on vacation for two weeks or whatever. I'm probably not going to check in. That's fine. Whatever. Um, but, yeah, like you said, kind of learning to read those mm-hmm. signs and, and understand things um, is a big part of it. Paul, why don't you, why don't you jump in? Um, talk about – well, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you my experience – uh, because Paul was a client of mine to start with, but um, I essentially got into coaching when I got to to graduate school. Um, so I, I graduated my bachelor's in biochemistry in 2004, and then in start the end of 2004, I was starting my graduate school at the University of Illinois, doing my PhD, and I was getting I was writing for Bodybuilding.com at the time, which enormous amounts of exposure, like even back then. Mm-hmm. Um, I still tell people like I get way more feedback on articles for them than anything else. Like magazine articles are not even close to how much feedback I get in articles from Bible.com. So I was getting 20, 30, 40 emails a day from people um, asking questions, you know, that sort of thing. And even wanting training programs and that sort of thing. It's kind of, oh, and I've got to correct myself. Last, uh, last update, I said uh, the meme of shut up and take my money was from The Simpsons. It was actually from Futurama. Right. I, had, I had several people very upset with me uh, about, about that meme. But it was like that. People were like, I had people, like when I was in undergraduate school, I had people like, shut up and take my money. Like, like train me. And I was like, well, I, I just, it was weird. Like, I hadn't graduated by BS yet. And I was like, I just don't feel like a professional. It was weird. And so I told, I would tell everybody, I was like, here, I'm going to do this for you. But, um, you know, just, I'm going to do something in the future in the fitness industry. So when I do that, buy that. You know what I mean? Whatever it is. Um, but I got to the point in graduate school where I'm like, man, I'm spending so much time, you know, answering this, doing this stuff. Um, I got to justify my time somehow. Mm-hmm. And so I just, I said, Hey, you know, I'm, I'm taking, like, I'm still answer like small, short, small questions, but if you want a, a total, you know, training routine or program or nutrition, um, you know, you're gonna, I'm going to have to charge for that. And I started out charging something absurdly dirt cheap because, you know, I think it was like 50 bucks for like. 12 weeks or something stupid. Um, uh, so sorry on everybody that missed out on that. <laughs> um, You'll never get it again. <laughs> but at the same time, I, you know, you, 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 it, it's one of those things where, you know, I had knowledge. Uh, I, I, had, I had applied it to myself, mm-hmm. but I still didn't have that confidence of, okay, can I take somebody? And I, I had a couple of friends that I had prepped and that sort of thing, and they had done well. But can I take somebody and, and, and actually take them through. So I started out very cheap just because one, I wanted to build my clientele. And two, I didn't know if I could do it, you know, and I didn't want to charge somebody 500 bucks or whatever it was if I, I wasn't confident that I could take them from point A to point B. 
And, and then what just happened was um, very, very, I wouldn't say slowly, but over time, um, you know, my, my business kind of geometrically grew in, in terms of, you know, people would be happy. They'd tell their friends. And I would just, I would actually like have whole cliques of people signing up. You know what I mean? And um, over time, I got to the, I remember it was like 2007 or 2008. I had, I increased my prices a little bit. And I got to the point where I'm like, holy crap, I can't really take on that many more people. Like, what mm -hmm. do I do? And I'm like, well, this is kind of basic economics, isn't it? So I started raising my prices. And I was like, I remember the first time I raised my price, I'm like, nobody's going to pay this. <laughs> Even though it was still something dirt cheap, stupid. I'm like, nobody's going to pay this. And, um, you know, lo and behold, I actually got more people signing up. And then I raised them again, and more people signed up. And it was, it was weird. It was almost like when you're so cheap, people don't take you serious. And then when I got more expensive, people started taking me more seriously. So, but I mean, that's, I think that's a great point for a lot of people to say, well, how do I start? How much should I charge this and that? I said, well, what is your time worth to you? You know, and also like, what do you feel confident with? So, you know, if you know that you're good, I mean, maybe you can afford to charge something, but if nobody knows who you are, it's gonna be difficult to build up your client base. You know, you're gonna have to probably start out charging cheaper, build that client base so you can get testimonials, you can put up a website, you can show this experience background. Uh, was it kind of a similar thing for you? For when I started, well, I started building up my brand at the same time that I was. I always started. I started coaching. So for me, people came to me because they they liked my writing and they liked my articles and they could relate to me and they're like, oh, I like your personality. It's so cute. Um, so that's how people came to me, but I know that there are some people. I disagree. Who... <laughs> you're, not, you're not cute at all. Think... I'm just kidding. So he's like five foot nothing and adorable. I'm very so. small. Well, <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know, at the same time, I know that there are people who don't do any blogging, they don't do any, you know, branding or really anything, and all they do is really just online coaching, and they do more than fine. So there are lots of different ways to yeah. go about it. Absolutely. For sure. All right, Paul. Well, why don't you you give your uh you give your story because. For those who don't know, Paul was a client of mine starting in 2008, was it? 2007, I 2007. Yeah, so okay. my story, it's kind of weird to tell my story to Lane because uh, he knows every detail of my story. <laughs> <laughs> um, so 2007, I saw a video series on bodybuilding.com called Life of an Afro Pro. Old school. If you haven't seen it, it's still phenomenal um, footage and material of Lane back when he was nice and chunky and uh, lifting weights. <laughs> and he was coaching a natural pro. And he coached him through his pro card. I wasn't that chunky, by the way. And uh, <laughs> let them judge for themselves. Go watch the videos, and uh, <laughs> you guys can get back to us on uh, Twitter. And so it, it occurred to me that you know competitive bodybuilding was something that might be in my future um, because up to that point, my exposure to bodybuilding was you know Flex Magazine and seeing Jay Cutler and these giants, um, and, and I knew that was never in my future. So. I reached out to, uh, to Lane, and lo and behold, I got a reply back, um, I think in less than an hour, and I was a bit in shock, um, and I, I, I emailed back and forth with, with you, and we discussed what I wanted to do. I said, I want to do this show in 2008, and uh, I said, here's my plan, and um, we agreed to start working together in January of 2008. We did a, a bit of a, a reverse diet at the time. It was just like you know what I considered a bulk, um, and then we did 18 weeks of contest prep. And then I did my first show, and um, I was hooked. So uh, that was basically my introduction into the, the sport of competitive bodybuilding. Um, and at that point, not only did I not know if I wanted to be a competitive bodybuilder after that show, I, I certainly had no aspirations of coaching or anything along those lines. I was purely into the sport. Um, I kind of I dragged you into coaching in a way, didn't I? So my introduction to coaching actually came in 2010. Uh, Lane had been contacted by uh, uh, a good friend of ours now, um, and everyone probably knows him um, that's listening. Well, if you don't, you will in the future. His name is Josh Dudek. Um, he's a really bright young guy. He's got a bright future in this industry as well. He reached out to Lane, and he had been ripped off by a big-name coach, sent him his money. Um, he had gotten a cookie-cutter plan, and Josh's mother, because Josh wasn't 18 at the time, had actually called the coach and said, you know, we're not really happy with this service. What can we do? And he said, well, I can tell you what you can do. Don't ever call me again. You're fired and I'm keeping your money. So. Are we that surprised though? So I'm he's surprised. Got, oh, uh, so I still think I'm, people are good. <laughs> I'm not, I, I'm not surprised at anything so anymore. Josh reached out to Lane and Lane's like, listen, I'd love to help you. Uh, I believe your story. I just, I can't 
So Lane actually reached out to me and said, hey, Paul, there's this kid. He's a, he's a Tampa area kid. He's, this is his story. And I said, sure, I'll coach him for free because what's the worst thing that can happen? You know, I can't screw up something that, you know, mm-hmm. is for free. It's, like Lane said, it's a lot about confidence. And um, usually when you get a free client, as I'm sure both of you two can attest to, uh, they're not the best client. When somebody right. gets something for free, they don't hmm. value it. Yeah. Ain't that the truth? Yeah. But with Josh, <laughs> that was not the case at all. Josh was so grateful for everything that Lane and I had done that he followed everything to a T. And when I say to a T, I later found out after a few months of working with him that all his carbs were coming from oatmeal. He was literally going through tubs of oatmeal per week. He saw me drinking a diet soda one day and said, why are you drinking diet soda? I said, because it's zero calories and it fits my macros. And he said, I didn't know you could do that. All I drink is water. Hmm. So Josh was a hard worker. Um, He ended up winning a a novice class at a drug-tested show and a teen class at a drug-tested show. So he won two titles that year. And his mother came up to me and shook my hand and said, thank you for everything you've done for us. And uh, at the end, Josh actually gave me a couple hundred dollars and said, you know, I know you don't want this money, but just take it. Um, so I did, and I spoke to my wife about it, and I said, you know, this is, um, this is a good feeling. Like, I, I don't feel like I'm selling stink oil here. You know, I helped somebody who sincerely wanted to, to be better at something, and they were happy with the result. So I took the $300, and I uh, purchased a business license under Pocahontas. Um and, and talk to you more about how to get coaching. And so my introduction to coaching was basically Josh. And like Sohi said, it was a client, two clients. They refer two clients. Now you have four. Right. They refer, and you have eight. And it, it, and it just kind of multiplies like that <coughs> over the next six, 12 months um, to the point where I began out earning my career that I had been doing for 13 years and thoroughly <laughs> enjoyed. Um, and so, you know, it... For me, it was, um, it was, I was trading my career for my passion and um, never looking back. Very cool. Well, we're going to take a break real quick and we'll, we'll have some more discussion on this when we come back. You're listening to Physique Science Radio. Hey guys, you know me and you know I love cooking up macro-friendly option meals. But sometimes when I'm always on the go... That's just not an option. So when I'm on the go or can't cook a meal, I love Quest Bars. You know I love protein and fiber, and these are packed with 20 grams of high-quality protein and super high in fiber. And it's easy to stay on target when you've got Quest Bars that you can bring with you anywhere. They're delicious compared to other bars that taste like bricks and leave you feeling gassy and bloated. So pick up a bar of Quest Bars today at questnutrition.com, GNC, and Vitamin Shop. Also, follow them on Instagram, at Quest Nutrition and youtube.com slash questnutrition for great recipe ideas to keep you on your goals but eating delicious. Hey guys, many of you out there know I spend a lot of time bagging on bad coaches. And certainly, there's more than enough of those to go around. But a lot of times people ask me who I do recommend. Well, one person we can recommend wholeheartedly is Paul Ravella of Pro Physique. Paul has received more referrals from me over the last two years than any other coach, and with good reason. Paul is competent, professional, caring, and carries himself with a lot of integrity. If you hire Paul, you're going to be getting the very best at a great value. Paul is also one of my closest personal friends, and I can say with absolute certainty, I feel 100% comfortable with referring my closest friends and family to him, because I've done that. Paul Ravella of ProPhysique.com. Check him out, guys. Welcome back to Physique Science Radio, guys. Uh, our friend Paul Ravella just shared a story about how he got his start in the online coaching world. And, you know, he mentioned that he was working in another industry for 13 years. But, Paul, what exactly were you doing at the time? So, my career, I got into uh, IT. I was a network administrator. <clears throat> Once I found that I had enjoyed that career, I actually went back to school. I got um, a bachelor's degree and a master's in business administration um, and technology management as well to kind of further that career. And I had also, along the way, done a lot of certifications because in the IT field, um, you know, certifications are what kind of drives that field. So I had been with the same company. I had been with one company for four years and another company for eight years um, with a small stint of one year um, in between. 
So 13 straight years I had been doing IT work, um, which IT work can be very demanding in spurts, but it also allows you a lot of time in front of a computer. And so it's there where I was able to find the online community for bodybuilding. And once I got into coaching, it also allowed me to stay on top of correspondences. So I was able to manage both those jobs very well in the beginning. As, mm-hmm. as pro physique took off, it then began to uh, be an unfair, you know, I would actually be at work feeling a little guilty that I was doing more <laughs> physique work than I was IT work. Um, so that's when, that's when the shift occurred. So how long were you actually, I guess, working both, both jobs before you quit the IT job for good? Uh, I'd say two and a half years. Two and a half years. And that's, and that's while you were gradually building up your online coaching business. Absolutely. Right? And, and, and also building my brand, like you had mentioned. You know, mm-hmm. that's about the time when Lane moved to Tampa. Um, so we had become closer. And mm-hmm. that's also about the time that Lane's, Lane had a breaking point where he could no longer handle the clientele that he hmm. was taking on. He was yeah, actually... Multiple, so he remembers the... It's more like, more, like, more like the breakdown like, just, point. Just one? Yeah. yeah so I... And I know Lane struggled early on to refer clients to people because he, he knew about all the terrible coaches. Mm-hmm. So he was looking for people that were qualified, and he had a conversation with me, and, and, and uh, he felt that you know I could take my business to the next level. And um, you know I thank God for that push. And uh, you know guys like William Grazione and, and, and people like mm-hmm. yourself, Cody, were were a part of that next generation of coaches that Lane has has brought up. A lot of people want to point to Lane as somebody who's doing things the wrong way. They're hater, but if they knew how much money Lane has made for the people close to him, um, they would shit themselves. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That's good. Um, we'll put the beep. On it. I'm, just, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. You know me. I curse like a sailor. No, you know I thought. Uh, you know I actually kind of pushed Paul a little bit to become a coach. Uh, not not in a way of you know, you got to do this, you got to do this. But I said, you know, if you, this is something you're interested in, I, I think you ought to give it a go because mm-hmm. I think you'd be really good at it, you know, because Paul played sports. He was a college baseball player. And I always noticed when we would go to shows or we would hang out, he would always be very passionate about kind of instructing people or people had questions. You know, he would answer people's questions to me before I could even get out the answer. You know, he's very excited about mm-hmm. it. And uh, I thought, well, he's, he's good at this. You know, he doesn't have a background in it, but he's learned a lot from me. He's learned a lot from reading online. Um, and reading the right sources, you know, and he'd always be asking me questions. When anything would come up, he'd always be asking me questions. And uh, I said, you want to try this, you know? Um, and I would never tell somebody to get, I mean, you know me, I, bad coaching is like something I can't stand. And I was like, but I, you know, I think the mark of a good coach is somebody who, honestly, the number one thing, there's, there's two things, and neither of them have to do with science or anything. So before anything, number one, they genuinely care about their clients. And number two, they have a lot of integrity. I believe if you have those two things, um, education obviously is very important. But you will figure out the right answer through trial and error because you'll say, this doesn't work. This hurts people. So I'm doing this. Mm -hmm. Um, Now, what's cool about Paul is that, you know, now he he recognized the entire time that education is important. And he even told me, he's like, I feel very kind of self-conscious, you know, I'm hanging around you, I'm hanging around Ben, you know, all these different people who have advanced degrees. So now Paul is actually doing his master's in exercise science uh, with Dr. Bill Campbell at USF. So this is really cool. And I think that's not anything Paul has to do. Paul is choosing to do that. I mean, Paul, Paul, you were actually able to quit your full-time job and, uh, and do just pro physique and, and make a good living off of it. And uh, so it's one of those things where, you know, because this is what makes him a good coach because he cares because he wants to learn more he's always learning he's not going to be stagnant he could he could take what he's doing right now and just keep doing it and uh and keep making plenty of money and he's going to spend 15 20 grand doing his masters but it's because he cares because he wants to find that next best way and so when people ask me how to be a good coach i mean that's obviously education is up there as well but to me and i'll be interested to hear your thoughts so he Mm -hmm. I think actually giving a shit is number yeah, one, yeah. and then two, having integrity and, and treating your clients appropriately. Right, and I'll also say that you have to actually genuinely love what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, if you think that you can get into online coaching as a way to make a quick buck, mm. uh, 
you know, people people see right through that. <laughs> they, yeah. they can tell when you, you know, via your email interactions and how you treat them and how you follow up with them. And all those things matter as well as are you cut out to be, you know, are you willing to check your email multiple times a day and, and, and uh, you know, be timely in your responses to clients because some, some people are, some people are not. And some people would rather, you know, be in a gym coaching people one-on-one in, you know, in person and, some people, like, like myself, being an introvert, I have no problem being on my computer all day long hmm. and getting back to people and all those things. But definitely you have to have passion. You have to be proactive all the time and thinking of ways to how to you know, better improve your service always because really yeah. when it comes down to it, the client's experience is number one. And you know whatever you're charging them, it, you know they should always feel like they're getting more than their money's worth from yeah. you. Yeah, I, I, that's a good point about that. The passion part of it, I always tell people, mm-hmm. I think – I think passion is a huge thing, you know. Um, uh, I, my first video log was the importance of passion, and uh, or maybe that was the second one. <laughs> but uh, you know, it, it, it's one of those that Ryan Doris said it best. He was quoting somebody else, but I forget who he was quoting. But he's in Australia, and he said, "Don't try to fake passion, because if you do, you'll come across one day you'll come across somebody who's truly passionate, and they will embarrass you." Mm-hmm. And I think that's I think that's very true, and I think. I think, like you said, people see through that. You know, we, we, we all know coaches who it is for just the money. Right. You know what I mean? And, and, and it's pretty obvious after a while. Um, I've always I, – I, I, I'm a big uh, Dave Ramsey fan. I don't know if people – some people know who that is. Some people actually, when I say that, they'll probably jump out and say, oh, my God, Lane, no, this is Dave Ramsey. <laughs> but, uh, uh, you know, I'm a big Dave Ramsey fan. He's a financial guy on the radio. And uh, he said, uh, don't chase dollar bills. Uh, treat people like – people and not like dollar bills and the money will take care of itself. And uh, I, I truly believe that, um, you know, I never set out with a goal of, I want to make X dollars or I, I just said, I want to be really good at what I do. And uh, right. the, the other thing I, I heard was, uh, you know, don't chase money, chase excellence, chase achievement. Sure. Because if you're the best at what you do, you're going to get paid. You know what I mean? That's just, that's how it is. So I think that's a huge part of the, 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 the equation. I think that's something we all three have in common is that none of us set out to go, you know what, I want to make money sitting in front of a computer working with clients online. <laughs> we all kind of moved in that direction when it was presented to us. Um, and I was, like, I, like Lane mentioned earlier, I was like, when I sent out my first price sheet and, and I thought, no one's going to pay these rates. <laughs> this is ridiculous. Um, and lo and behold, sure, sign me up, send me the invoice, let's start. <laughs> You know, it, it's um, it, it honestly, when you start getting paid for what you're enjoying doing, it made me want to be better at it. Um, you know, I, I, I was fortunate that my first coach was Lane Norton. A lot of people are not so fortunate. Um, Lane gets back to you very quickly. Uh, he answers your questions. And so I, and, and the fact that Lane refers me much of my business, um, I hold myself to that standard and always will. Mm-hmm. Um, and especially now as Sohi has become a part of the Biolane Corporation, you know, I'm trying to hold myself to her standard as well. So it's, I know, have high standards. <laughs> yeah. It's just, very demanding. I think that, you know. You do. You, you I do. Think yeah. that we all and, and the coaches that Lane would refer um, that are on his approved coaching list, I think they would all be of that high standard. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, it, it's, it's one of those things that, and we've actually taken coaches off the list because we've got we got enough negative feedback and, and that sort of thing. And then, um, you know, actually one coach I took off the list, and I think we added them back on because I actually started getting positive feedback back <laughs> that they had, they had actually changed. Um, so that's good because you know it it can be difficult, and I've I've found myself going through the motions at times. You know what I mean? And and, and then having to change something, spark something, reinvigorate that passion. I mean, I lo- I tell people. I love what I do, but even this past week, I had I had a situation that was very difficult to deal with, and um, you know it had me down for a little a little while. Um, but that's going to happen with any job, so right. it's one of those things where, you know, I guess if I guess you know to future coaches out there, one of the, one of the things I, I can I, I guess I can give you is, you know, one education's huge. It's huge. Yes. Um, you know, always be willing to learn new stuff, uh, and don't. Don't act like a politician. I see that so many times with coaches where it's just they, they have a way of doing things and mm-hmm. they will never, ever, ever, ever change it because heaven forbid they might have been wrong about something. Uh, I know I'm going to be wrong about some stuff. When I give speeches, the first thing I do in the speech is I say, this is my best interpretation of the data. 
and I'm probably going to be wrong about some of it, mm -hmm. okay? But I'm always going to try and get it as right as I possibly can, okay? But um, I forget who it was. I think it was actually a coach for like, like NFL or, or MLB. But they said, if you're doing the same things you were doing five years ago as a coach, you're probably not very good at it. Be yeah. because, because we're always, you know, understanding better about how things work and how to do things a little better. I mean, that doesn't mean you totally, that doesn't mean in five years, oh, guys, that, you know, if it fits your macros, what I told you about, uh, that was crap. Uh, clean eating's the, the shizzle. Change, yeah. You know, yeah, exactly. Um, but, you know, it may mean, hey, like, I still think, like, reverse dieting is, mm -hmm. is worthwhile. But, hey, this thing we said about, you know, for maybe this increase in this situation, I, I think maybe you should do it this way now. You know, right. would you or, agree that a good sign of a bad coach is that they answer questions with either "this is how it's always been done" or "this is how it works for me." Um, yeah, or, or, or everybody knows. Uh, right. Approaches to bodybuilding because yeah. although education has changed over the last thirty years, people are some people are still teaching the same exact things that bodybuilders oh, yeah. were doing in the fifties and sixties because they worked for them then. Absolutely, I mean, we call that cognitive dissonance uh, when mm -hmm. you when you can. When you can show empirical evidence uh, of something being one way and people go, no, that's not it. Yeah. I mean, it would be akin to, you know, when people say, you know, I, I get into this debate about, um, uh, for example, let's just pick something, fasted cardio, whatever. Now, we, we had oh, somebody yeah. ask about fasted cardio sure. the other day. And I said, hey, look, look, I never, I will, I will very rarely say never do something, right? But, um, you know, if you look at the research data, it's, it, to me, it's pretty clear. Brad Schoenfeld did a nice uh, uh, review on it. That, um, yes, you burn more fat during the exercise, more percentage of your calories from fat during fasted cardio, but the net difference in fat loss between fast and fed cardio, there just isn't one. And that's because when you're fed before cardio, you get a better thermogenic response. Mm -hmm. Okay? So if I, you know, if all things are equal, I'm going to tell people, well, don't eat before your cardio, you know? But people will argue with me about that all the time. And I, I'm saying, well, why are, you, why are you so angry about this? Okay? Like, it, it, you know, if I went out today and I said, you know, the, the world is round. No, it's not. It's flat. I can see it. Look, right there, it's flat. It's like, well, people, because people will go, well, such and such did this. Well, such and such did that. Well, that, who, that is an N of one. It is next to meaningless, okay? It, a lot of people get results in spite of what they do, mm -hmm. not because what they do is optimal, okay? If you, would you trust a doctor because they said, well, this is the way I did this one surgery and it worked, so it's fine. Even though the medical, even though the uh, American Association of Medicine hasn't approved it, um, there's no research on it. I did it, I did it this way. It's, it's good. Don't worry. You'll be fine. Of course you wouldn't. You wouldn't do that. <laughs> but people in the fitness industry do it all the time. Um, actually, we're going to take a quick break and we'll come back and uh, talk a little bit more about some of the some tips we can give. Well, it will end up with some tips we can give you guys who are just getting into coaching, and also some tips for clients out there who are interested in, in hiring a coach. What to look for in a good coach, and maybe ways you can become a good client. You're listening to Physique Science Radio with Lane Norton and Sohee Lee. If you like what you hear and you'd like to learn more about us and read some of our articles please visit my website at www.biolane.com and Sohi's website at sohifit.com. Thanks, guys. We appreciate you listening and hope to hear more from you in the future. We're back with Physique Science Radio. And, of course, during uh, the break, you know, Sohi always brings up excellent points. And then I have to, I have to start the intro with, with, with Sohi. She keeps me... Uh, she keeps me on my toes. Uh, so you were talking about over break right. about, um, you know, some people have asked you, do, do you ever worry about becoming irrelevant? Uh, sure. You know, or, or, you know, I mean, I think it's a little bit different, but, you know, like, for example, let's look at uh, 20 years ago. Would you ever think, um, you know, newspapers, for example, would become irrelevant? You know what I mean? But they're becoming irrelevant. Like they're going out of business yeah. very fast. So will the online coaching industry ever be something that, that just kind of goes out of style? And, uh, and, and like you said, the other, the other point you brought up was not, maybe not everybody's meant to be a coach, you know, just cause you want it doesn't, doesn't mean you're right. going to be good at it. Right. And, uh, this was actually a question that a reader asked me a few weeks ago. She said, I really want to do what you're doing, but I'm really, I'm also really worried because I feel like there's no space for me in the industry. And, uh, don't you ever think that in a few years you're going to become irrelevant because 
all the all these mainstream gyms are af- offering these crazy classes and people are being attracted to that and don't you think they're taking the business away from you and you know all these different questions and i said hmm. um no there's no concern there's no worry i think but i think from for me it comes from a point standpoint of i am confident enough in my abilities and my potential as a coach and my brand that i know that there will always be a need for for someone like me you know like i said um I said in the webinar last week, I said, there's there's a hole in the fitness industry in the shape of my body that <laughs> <laughs> fits exactly me, and I will fill that hole. Um, and I say that, and maybe I sound a little bit pompous, but I, I truly believe that there there is a need for someone like me to offer, and I can offer things that nobody else can offer, that Lane yeah. can offer, that, that Paul can offer. Because why? Because I'm a unique person. I'm a unique personality. I have a unique coaching style. And you know what? And I have never had to worry about, oh, I'm going to lose clients and one day I'm going to have zero clients and I'm going to have no business and no career and I'm going to reach a dead end because the more I speak out about what I believe to be true in the fitness industry, the more people come to me. And I think that if you're being honest and, and full of integrity and, and passionate about what you do, you can't not not do well. Yeah, I mean, I think over time that that's, that's very true that, that you know a lot of people get into this. And it would have been easy for me for my first three years to say, uh, I was fortunate, right? I was in graduate school, so I didn't know if coaching was to be my, my main thing. Mm-hmm. I just knew, I just figured I wouldn't be in the unemployment line with a PhD, <laughs> which maybe I was naive. But uh, um, uh, I kind of got into coaching, and I was, even though the first year I only made 600 bucks, I didn't look at it as like, oh my God, I only made 600 bucks. I looked at it as, damn, I got 600 extra bucks, sweet. <laughs> I can go play another round of golf, or I can go, you know, take my wife or my girlfriend at the time out to dinner that sort of thing um but it would have been easy to say this is this isn't gonna work you know uh it's not worth my time but it kept going and going and going i think a lot of people i think it's easy to be passionate about something at the startup i think that's easy Uh, always it's so much easier i I see a lot of people do that that they're very passionate about something well show me somebody can be passionate when you know everything seems to be going against you um you know, you have personal stuff that comes yeah. up, like just with anything, and then you still grind through it. I mean, that's 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 how you know. Uh, I tell people not to get too philosophical, but uh, most people who have success, it's not because they're that much better or that much more talented. And sometimes that's the case, but it's because they just kept going. Do you really think? Do you, like I said, I've been doing this for a decade. People people will ask me, "How do I do what you do?" And I'm thinking, and most times I think you don't. You probably don't want to grind like I've had to grind yeah. to get through it, okay? Um, but if you do, there, there there may be a chance for you, you know? Well, um, one thing people that are trying to get into this, and I can understand because I was a skeptic at first too when Lane would say, you know what, you made that much that last year, this is what you're going to make this year. And I would laugh and say, no, you're way off. And I underestimated. I would, I would exceed <laughs> everything. And every time Lane had made a suggestion or told me what was going to happen, it would happen. And I think... For, I am very skeptical when it comes to my well-being. I'm optimistic about life and happiness, but when it comes to money and everything else, I'm very conservative. But what I've noticed about this coaching business is that if you're good at what you do, you're going to get referrals mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. their friends and family. <coughs> We're also not dealing with a local uh, group of clients. When exactly. you're dealing with the internet, you're dealing with global clients. I have clients in Iceland, in Australia, in right. South Africa, in India, in... Uh, Kuwait. Some people came over from Kuwait yeah. and want us to come to our camp. Yeah. Crazy. So it's you're you're not dealing with you're dealing with billions of people as possible p- potential uh, clients. And the other thing I think we point out, the person said, "Why don't you worry about these local gyms that offer mm-hmm. personal training for twenty? That, that, that's not really the clientele that no. we're going to be. That those people are the ones that come to us after they've gone through exactly. five or six personal trainers and go, that doesn't work. Yeah. Uh, let well, me try. So a lot of people come to us because they've been training for a year or two and. They Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Or people who come to us from bad coaching. So real quick, let's let's go through like some tips of what we would suggest for people to be uh, good coaches. Uh, so my tip is just um, quite simply always be trying to learn and educate yourself, and always be trying to optimize your business. Uh, you know, having Sohi as an assistant, hiring her, that was a step to try and optimize my business. And then setting up the coaching referrals, mm-hmm. even though I don't really get a lot of money from that, that was something to optimize my business just because even though I couldn't take somebody on, I wanted a means in order to um, be able to uh, get those people good help even if it wasn't me. And, and, and actually, Sohi has been uh, 
more than just like what she does for the business. She's always offering suggestions and say, hey, have you considered this? Have you considered that? Which is great because a lot of times if you look at your 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 own stuff for too long, you, you can't see the forest through the trees. So having that unbiased third party is huge. Um, I would say make sure that this is something that you really want to do because a lot of people want to become online coaches, but not a lot of people are going to want to put in the work and put up with the stress of it because let's face it, if you're going to be an online coach, you're putting yourself out there on the internet and you know mm -hmm. how the internet can be. You know how people can be on the internet. They can be vicious. They can be cruel. They can be unfair. And you know what? No matter how hard you try, you can't please every single client and people are going to be unsatisfied. And even if it's not your fault, they're going to blame you for things. And you kind of have to have thick skin and you have to be able to take the feedback as unfair as you may think it is and, and, and use that to become a better coach next time. As well as that, you have to, I think you should, as a coach, you should be very, very clear on your expectations. If you have a prospective client, you tell them exactly what they should expect from you and what they're going to get for the price that they're paying. And then after that, you over deliver. You promise something and then you exceed their expectations. And I think that's how you make yourself stand out. So I don't think, um, I don't think the, the industry is saturated in, in the way that we have an overabundance of quality coaches. I think there oh, are yeah. tons of online coaches, and I think there are a handful at the top who are really, uh, really, really good at what they do and really yeah. want the best for you. Uh, my, <laughs> I guess since you guys have made some really good points, my biggest idea for people that are potentially wanting to be coaches is to be an athlete yourself and put yourself into a situation where you're going to learn. Uh, my greatest asset in coaching is that I have been a competitive bodybuilder. I have been a competitive athlete. And so I am very relatable um, on the aspect um, from coming from a young skinny kid who was always trying to excel athletically, whether it be on the baseball field, the volleyball court, or in the gym, um, or on the bodybuilding stage. And so I've gone through these cycles of dieting and reverse dieting and building muscle. Um, so I... I think experience is also a huge factor when someone's looking for a coach. They want someone that's gone through the battles, that's understood the process. Um, and when I was looking for a coach myself, when I saw the video of Lane, that's exactly what I got. I got someone who had earned a natural pro card, who had helped some people earn natural pro cards. And so I'm taking myself more seriously as a coach after years of going through that same process. And now I can say that I am turning people pro and I am having pros be mm -hmm. successful. So it's, for me, it's about experience along with the, you know, the education and the points that you guys are making. Yeah, that's one of the best compliments I can get is I've, I've had people who have worked under me who have become coaches and now people who have worked under them become coaches. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's yeah. like the, 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 um, uh, the Bill Walsh effect, right, yeah. from football. Somewhere you know? Dr. Joe is smiling. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Dr. Joe started the whole thing, right? So, um, but yeah, I mean, that, those, those are all uh, great things. And, and then for people who are just getting in, the, the one thing I can tell you is uh, build it slow. Don't try to oh, do yeah. it too fast. You know, start out charging less money, build up your clientele, show that you're competent, uh, and always listen to your clients. And the best way I can describe that is you don't want to let them drive the car, okay? You don't want to let them, mm -hmm. them dictate what you're going to do. But at the same time, you don't want to put them in the back seat, and you know you don't want you don't want to just totally not listen to what they say. What's your thought on? I see this a lot online. I have three slots available. Sign up now, and I'll give you a discount. As in chasing clients, which is something I've never done. I've never yeah, seen. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm not. I, I guess I find it a little cheesy to be always like. I know some coaches who every client that does well, they're putting their pictures up and that sort of thing. I kind of want to let my clients speak for themselves, but I also understand that people got to make money. So I, I guess as long as the client is okay with it. So whenever I've ever posted about a client online, I always ask them first, hey, is it okay if I, if I put something up about you? Mm -hmm. um, you know, saying I'm proud of you, that sort of thing. And, and usually at every time they've been totally fine with it. But uh, yeah, I, I, I just, you know, I always, people say, there's a great saying, that desperation is a stinky cologne. You know what I mean? If you seem like you're always like, look, if somebody, I, I, this is when I was younger in my coaching days and I probably should have kept my mouth shut, but there was a guy on a certain message board that always would say, client slots available, sign up now. Blah, blah. And finally I said, well, there's probably a reason you have client slots available. You're probably not very good. Because I had seen what this guy had posted and he, he wasn't very good. 
Uh, but I, I probably shouldn't have said anything. You know, that's uh, that was unprofessional of me. But, you know, ha- show your show your confidence. Let your clients speak for themselves. Let them let them give you referrals, and uh, you know, it will it will build itself. If you're good at what you do, you're gonna get out there. Um, but you know, if you want to take the next step, things like what Zoe and I have done in terms of writing articles, uh, what Paul does, Paul puts video content out there a lot. You know, you're gonna ha- you're gonna have to build your brand. That's part of it. And like Sohi said, for an introvert like her, that can be difficult because you are putting yourself out there, and people can be nasty. Um, oh yeah. Other coaches can be nasty. I mean, I've 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 had coaches slander me. I mean, I had coaches on a radio show in Canada just going hour long. Uh, slander uh, session about me and how you know tell all these lies and um, you know it's one of those things that sometimes you have to deal with and uh, but I'm confident enough in what I do that I can say well there might have been one person listening to that radio show who actually gave a damn <laughs> you know what I mean or who actually bought that and I probably don't want them as a client anyway because actually you know what I'm confident enough that every time somebody's posted something really negative about me I have 20 clients who right. go on uh, go on and they say I don't know what the hell you're talking about Lane was great. I will say this. I get more upset and Isabel gets more upset <laughs> at, at the crap we see on the internet about Lane because I mean, you know, not to brown nose Lane or anything, but he he literally just wakes up and kicks ass every day. He lifts hard, he treats his clients like gold, he treats his family like gold. He's loyal to his friends, you know, he does things with a smile on his face, you know, like if that makes you angry, you gotta wonder why the hell you're angry at Lane. Your <laughs> why are you mad, bro? Your life must just really suck because <laughs> Lane's at the front row of the Olympio and you're sitting at home on your computer. <laughs> you know, like, just don't be mad at Lane. Go out and talk about it. Yeah, Paul. Paul does get more upset th- than I do, but um, I don't even get jealous of Lane. You know, and I'm at the Olympia at home watching on the screen. He's in the third row and one of his closest <laughs> friends. You know, like I'm happy for Lane. If you're not happy for Lane for the success he's had, for the hard work he's put in. For Sohi, for myself, then you know what? Just turn off the radio. It's time for you to put the computer away. <laughs> I love it when Angry Paul comes out. It's always good. <laughs> and then I wanted to give um, some client pointers real quick. Uh, the biggest thing, guys, as a client, communication. That's the biggest thing. Whether you're happy, whether you're unhappy, that's huge. We can't read your minds as much as you think that we can. Absolutely. <laughs> that's Absolutely. huge. Yeah, if something's wrong, if you messed up or you're concerned about something, we have to know because... And you, you can't just sit there and feel anxious and stressed out and hope that we're going to reach out to you and be like, hey, I have a feeling that this is going on in your life. Yeah, we yeah. don't know because we, you know, we're on the internet. I had a really... We don't judge. That's, I, no. I, I get a little frustrated because sometimes I'll hear through another coach that they got contacted by a client because something's gone on and I would not have been mad about that. I understand things happen. Right. I, you know, I myself am not perfect, but I have to have the information. I'm not going to yell at you. I'm, I'm yeah. not going to judge you. And a good coach is going to be that way. So, like, I've had people all the time say, Lane, I, I, I regretted, I, I'm really, you know, nervous about writing this email, but I, I, I messed up on my diet, etc. I'm like, well, you know, like, do I want you to mess up on your diet? No, but I'm not mad at you. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, you're the one that has to step on stage. Or you're the one that wants this body. So, if you don't, if you don't follow the plan, you know, that's, it, it, it only hurts you. You know, it, it's not, it's, you know, you paid me your money. So, it's like, if you're going to follow it, you know, whether or not you follow it doesn't, you know, negatively affect me in any way. But I want you to follow it because I want you to get the most out of it. Right. But I'm not going to get mad at you. And I always tell people, like, but I know certain coaches do that. You know, they get very angry. And um, I always tell people, look, if you if you pay me money, I have zero right to ever talk down to you or yell at you. Period. And hopefully, if I've ever done that or ever do that, somebody will fire me very quickly. Okay, because I've seen a 250-pound bodybuilding quote-unquote coach screaming backstage at a 100-pound bikini girl. I mean, I wanted to go up and smack the guy in the mouth. Um, but, you know, again, since I'm a coach, I just try to keep my, keep my head out of it. But if you, have, if you are feeling nervous because you feel like a coach is going to get mad at you, um, either one, you need to talk to them, or two, you have a bad coach. Okay, that's right. the best thing I can, I can tell you. That's not the kind of coaching relationship you ever want. You should be able to feel like, 
you, you should you, you can go to your coach for anything that happens and I, I, I get this a lot all the time too with clients coming to me saying oh I had this one coach who um, he would scream at me if I would do this or he would call me these 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 names for uh, slipping up on my diet and that should never be the case you should never feel guilty you should never be uh, belittled or, or you know made to you should not feel ashamed for what you're doing because this is all a learning process we don't expect you to be perfect and we're all just trying to get better absolutely and we're, absolutely. we're helping we're here to help you do that and, and you know going back to one more thing on the communication front um, you know I, I've had this a couple times where but this past year I really there was you know, you, you were aware of it the yeah. difficult situation I had with a client who I really liked right. um, got along with really well and uh, I knew that they were struggling a little bit near, near the end of it. They'd had some had some had some personal issues and also, um, you know, some some physical issues as well. And um, you know, but I, I I wasn't really aware of how unhappy they were with the coaching. Right. Because um, you never said anything. Yeah, and, and, and then it all kind of blew up at once, mm -hmm. and it was just it was really really you know um, it was upsetting for me. Uh, but again, it was one of those things where. Look, all, all that stuff may have been true, and I am certainly not infallible, you know, and I, pr I probably did make mistakes. But uh, if I don't know, I can't fix that, you know. And so that's one of those things, like if, if, whether you're happy or unhappy or if they're doing something. I would much rather somebody say, hey, Lane, uh, you missed this question in my email. Can you, can you, can you mm -hmm. cover that? Or, hey, can you put a little more detail as to why you did this, et cetera? I, I'd much rather have somebody do that. Then let something build up over six months, and 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 then there's just kind of this 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 blow up of the coach client relationship. Um, so you know, the, I, I think the communication is the biggest thing with me. You know, it, it's kind of uh, it's also difficult to read tone on on via yes, email. So very that's, easy to misinterpret. Absolutely, absolutely, and I'm even guilty of that too, like yeah. reading too much into something somebody said. So. Um, you know, if you're being sarcastic or whatever, make sure you put a smiley face or, or whatever it is, you know, because you never know yeah. what might happen. But, uh, you know, if you if you are educated, you, you, you have a passion for helping people and you think this is something you want to do, then by all means, you know, look into coaching because we need more good coaches. Mm -hmm. I mean, this tells you how confident I am in my job security is that I encourage people who I think will be good, like Sohi, like Paul, like Will Grazione and some other people. Uh, I encourage them to get into coaching because I don't look at that as, you know, this, this goes back to economics too. People think about economics and this is, this is a microcosm of economics, but people think about economics as a set pie. And so if you're taking a slice of the pie, you're taking that away from me. That's not how economics works at all. Uh, money is created. Uh, more, more money being created crea begets more money being created. So if Paul gets a client the, that client who's very happy with Paul goes, well, Lane coached Paul. I'm going to tell people about how great Lane is as well. You know, it, it all builds on each other. I'm a firm believer in that a rising tide floats all ships. I would agree with that. Um, because, honestly, if you're good at what you do, you're going to drive your own business. Uh, and then you yourself are going to be getting too busy. It's just the fitness industry, people are never going to want to stop Yep. Stop learning how to diet. There's never going to be that situation. And and honestly, the way things are going on TV with, um, you know, like some of these people posting about diets, we'll talk about LeBron James saying he's doing the no carb diet and uh, <laughs> eating fruits and vegetables all day long. Those are carbs. Yeah. So there's yes. always going to be misinformation oh, yeah. out there. And, and lo and behold, who are they going to turn to when the S hits the fan? It's going to be the people that are getting results and that know that they're doing. And so if you're one of those people uh, and you're available, you are going Right. Um, one last thing about, you know, if you're a client looking for a coach or vice versa, a coach looking for a client, make sure you guys are on the, the same page as far as expectations. And um, yep. not only that, but, you know, not every client who comes your way is going to be a good fit for you. Um, maybe maybe they, they, uh, they have they expect you to check in with them every single day and you can't do that. Or maybe yeah. maybe they think that, you know, they just pay the money and then the work is done and then they expect results right away without putting in any work. That, that's not going to work. So I think, I think you know, make sure that you guys are a good fit because that does matter. That makes a huge difference because, you know, as much as I try to, to serve as many people as I can, I there have been some clients who ended up, you know, not being a good fit with me and we have to part ways and that just happens. Absolutely. I, I always tell people like, look, I've, I've had clients where, I know they're good people. I think I'm a good person. We just did not mesh well. That's right. that's all there is to it. There is a, 
uh, and I'll, I'll give this story real quick, and then uh, we'll, we'll wrap it up. But there was a gal, I'm, I'm not going to say who it was, not, not because we don't like each other or anything, but just I, I value client confidentiality. But she was a bikini pro, and she was going in for her first uh, bikini show. And we had worked together in the off-season. Things seemed to be going great. And then pre-contest, she got a little busy, and she kind of checked in with me very sporadically. And, you know, maybe I didn't stay on top of that as much as I could in terms of trying to get her to check in more consistently. But I always kind of looked at that as, all right, well, maybe something's going on, that sort of thing. Um, but either way, we got to stage, and she didn't look her best. And, uh, and we just didn't seem to mesh well during contest prep. Like, I was always having to hunt her down for updates, that mm -hmm. sort of thing. Um, and she was just a very laid-back person. Um, but, but then when somebody asked me about it, you know, I kind of got interviewed about replacing and this was I was sure this was going to end my coaching career you know what I mean I was sure that was it um I said you know what it, it was uh you know I, I didn't do the best job I possibly could have you know that sort of thing um and uh, she actually still refers me clients to this day because she said you know I really appreciated the fact that you took some responsibility for that um and, and that was one of those things where when I was interviewing her I got the feeling that maybe we wouldn't be the best fit mm -hmm. but I liked her we had talked in person before um, I probably should have referred her to somebody else, but I took her on instead against my better judgment, and it, and it kind of, I don't want to say it hurt me, because obviously it didn't hurt me too bad in the long term, but again, just because somebody's a good person, you're a good person, it doesn't mean you're, you're going to be a good coach client. It doesn't mean you have that right interaction, okay? What, what Everybody say? has two friends who don't like each other, you huh. know what I mean? Would you agree with this statement, though, because early on, when you're learning to coach, you need to take on clients of all types. You can't really be too picky at first. No, no, you're, you're, you're right. But right. if you if you if you get somebody and you got red flags everywhere, right. warning signs are going up. I mean, I'll tell people this: you got to be careful because you'll spend ninety percent of your time on ten percent of your clients if you're not yeah. careful, and that's not fair to your other ninety percent. So I think you know, if you think you can make it work, that's fine. But if you're like, if it's like three emails in and you're like, oh man, this is right. this, I would say walk away. Here's how I cope with that situation: I personally took each of those clients that were very difficult as a learning experience and how to better my coaching through either better plans, better upfront communication, or a better screening process. So I, I try to use yeah. that as a positive and not be down on myself or down on them and say, you know what, this was really tough, but I learned from it. And True. it will make you a better coach. True. Yeah. Well, that's why I have Sohee the gatekeeper. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. I hope you really enjoyed this episode of Physique Science. Uh, for Paul and Sohee, we'll see you guys next time.